Hello everyone, I'm Lincoln Turner and welcome back to another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Now I know what you're all going to say, I am so sorry I couldn't get you an episode on Saturday. I'm afraid things got chaotic and once they started they did not stop. Um, I promise they will be more frequent, but sometimes when you love good content, you gotta wait a little while, although I will probably drop this episode on a Saturday in the future because I don't know if I've told you, but I basically record and release um, now, which is to say that I release an episode and I record an episode on the same day so that you have some content, and so sometimes if I say things about certain days and dates that seem, you know, a little while back, that's because I recorded this on a certain day and released it on a very, very different day. So, um, but enough of that. Um, you all know the drill, and if you don't, well, welcome to my musical podcast. Uh, this is the podcast wherein I talk about and nerd about and geek about and review uh, musicals. Um, and, you know, that can be any musical. Stage musicals, movie musicals, uh, episodes of TV with musical ep- episodes. I will talk about it all. Um, there are a bunch of very special episodes. Um... I may have started because of the pandemic, but it's kind of grown beyond that into things that I just, I just love talking about musicals and getting excited about them, and that's never going to change. More to that point, um, moving forward, we're going to be kind of introducing some special episodes, because if you don't know, this all started because of my Spotify playlist, Musical Till I Die. I was basically going through it, and I have been going through it, and breaking down each musical, and I haven't... Well, that's been fantastic and iconic, I kind of feel like I, I didn't do enough in-depth things, you know what I'm saying? Like, talking about, um, you know, um, certain characters in musicals that I like, certain, like, top ten characters that I stand in a certain musical, or top, you know, maybe certain songs I really, really love that really have an impact on me, or certain, you know, um, <clears throat> shows that I don't like why I don't like them, my opinions on bootlegs, you know, I might just kind of go start doing special episodes like that, you know, because I actually got a little comment um, from my Instagram DM, I'm going to shout him out, his name is Aiden Shoctel, he t- said he would like to talk to me, he, I would like to, he would like to hear me talk about certain Broadway n- not so successful stories I did in shows that did not do so well and closed and what, what I think why they closed and whether I think they're still good, which I think is a very interesting idea, see, I never would have thought of that, but now... Um, I kind of think that'd be a great idea, for real. So, um, in the future, very near future, I'll be kind of adjusting the content so that it's not just talking about musicals once and then moving forward, I might come back to certain ones, certain musicals and say, um, talk about my favorite character, talk about my favorite songs, and, and, you know, just, just do it, mix it up a little bit, mix it up, because life is too short to not mix it up. Variety is the spice of life, as they say. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a great segue into today's musical. We're going to be talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the musical, which is actually very apropos, apropos that I'm release, I'm talking about this today as it is October. I don't know if you'll be getting it in October, but I'm recording it in October, so I'm saying this anyway, because if I'm going to get into this, but if you don't know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory really freaked me out as a kid and still with this musical kind of does, but Beyond that, before we get into this, um, definitely check out this podcast if this is your first time listening and you're like, wow, he's so enthusiastic. Well, that's kind of who I am. Um, but yeah, for real, let's take a seat. We're going to talk about this. And um, this will be nice because we've done movie musicals last time. Then we're getting back into some 
pre like stage musical so we can get back into more regular dream casting um as far as i understand we got a lot of good musicals coming up so uh for those of you who have missed dream casting because i feel like we haven't done it a lot in these episodes that i've released um recently at least i've recorded i've recorded recently we haven't been doing as much dream casting but we're back on that track today with charlie and the chocolate factory and so now with any without any more rambling for right now let's get into charlie and the chocolate factory so um you know how i do this on this podcast the first thing i'd like to talk about is how i came across this musical now the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for a little background, the musical, I mean, the, it, the musical's based on the book, obviously. For those of you who don't know, the amazing book by Roald Dahl, uh, I, I think, was, I, I assume his name was Ronald Dahl, I don't think, I don't think that might be his name. But the show originally opened in the West End before Broadway in 2013 and hit Broadway 2017, so in actually four straight years, um, four straight years between those two. So, and the thing of it is, I actually didn't no no i need to explain this that i i saw about the musical in london but didn't dig into it but when i saw it hit broadway that's when i listened to the soundtrack that's a little fun fact um before i go into it um but of course now you know i like to give a little history um, i'll give a brief summary before i go into my history with the show so for those of you who don't know trying the chocolate factory was originally a book by like i said by Roald Dahl, and it's about this young little this young boy who's very obsessed with the chocolate factory in his town and it has been closed well has been locked away from the public eye for years and his mysterious benefactor Willy Wonka decides to open the factory doors to five lucky people who will get a golden ticket in one of his chocolate bars or his candy. Um, Charlie is a very poor young man, does not think he'll get it, but actually ends up getting the final golden ticket along with four other very spoiled and mean children and they all journey into the factory and it leads to a crazy wacky adventure filled with candy, Oompa Loompas who sing and sing very dark songs, and we kind of see a little boy who's very sweet get a happy ending. So, you know, it's got that message. That's kind of what the, the plot is in the musical and what it is in the book. Um, I don't, it's, a, it's pretty much like a child kid classic, I'd say. The movies are also very well known, both the Gene Wilder and the Charlie, and the Johnny Depp, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But that's kind of the premise. So... You know how we do it on this podcast if you're, if you're just, you know, um, we have a schedule if you're just joining us. So basically what I do is I talk about my experience, how I came to the musical, how I, what I think of the musical, and then I kind of give a little bit of a review of it. I should say actually a review slash what, what it's give, inspire me, what I've taken away from it. And the final thing that we love to do on this podcast is dream casting that. But we'll get into that because I've already been rambling so much and we haven't even started talking about my history in the show yet. So let us begin. So my experience with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory began much, much longer before I discovered the musical. I mean, the I believe I must have been back in kindergarten and... Um, one of the first books that we all, chapters we all read, we'd all sit on the carpet and read, and the first book that was, was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It, it might not be the first one, but I'm, I believe it was that. So, in kindergarten, we read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was like, oh, this is actually pretty fascinating. It's got candy, it's got a uh, nice little story, and then, 
you know, I like I heard about a girl blowing up to the size of like a blueberry and someone falling in a chocolate river. So I thought, oh, this is really cool, but really weird. Um, but I was very obsessed with like fantasy stuff. If you don't know, The Wizard of Oz was my favorite book. Um, so, you know, again, I thought it was fascinating and I, th and I, I originally actually ended up getting a copy of the book, um, and reading that and, um, you know, reading it and loving it and kind of growing up on it. It's actually, I think in one of my old childhood book, I have like a little, a little big box of them in my room and it's one of them. So, you know, it, it was a part of my life, but then we watched the, I think we even watched the Gene Wilder one in class. I do not remember much of it from then. I actually, but don't worry, I actually have seen the Gene Wilder one, and, and we're gonna talk about that in a, in a moment. You hang on right there. But as a little kid, the first version I remember watching was the, um, was the one done with Johnny Depp in it, um, directed by, if I'm not mistaken, Tim Burton, uh, Johnny Depp playing Willy Wonka, and it was good as I remember when I was little but also terrifying because of the Oompa Loompas. Now, <clears throat> trust me, we're gonna get into this deeper, but let me tell you something. As a little kid, and even as I was growing up, the Oompa Loompas freak me out. Their songs freak me out. The way they sing their songs after the kids have like basically gotten in a load of trouble freaks me out. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm gonna give you two shoes, maybe it's because I'm a scary cat, Whatever the reason, I have always been freaked out by the Oompa Loompas. So, if that doesn't tell you a little bit about me, well, now you know. Um, so yeah, after kindergarten and second grade, I kinda went away from it for a little bit. I was kinda growing up, reading different things, and then I kinda came back to Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Now, I had seen the Charlie and Chocolate Factory Gene, uh, Johnny Depp one, but then, the, before that, I, the, I hadn't seen that one in years. So I went and purchased a copy of the Willy Wonka one. And that is the one I had for a few years before I went and got the Johnny Depp version. So you know how I told you y'all that I was afraid of the Oompa Loompas as a child? Yeah, that one only increased that fear tenfold. <laughs> um, and, and, and they used the Oompa Loompa song. I'm not going to sing it because I could get in trouble um, with copyright and things like that. But they, they used the Oompa Loompa song in this musical. But that song... The way they sing it, the voices, especially, but especially the Mike TV version of that song, Freaks of Fre the Mike TV, I think I said show, Mike TV song version of that song freaks me out like nothing else. That was like nightmare fuel. I, I remember literally hearing the song in my head as I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but it freaked me out. It's one of those vivid, like, you know, I don't remember things like linear like, I remember them like, I just remember experiences in my past. And when I was very little, that memory of me, I don't know what I was doing for the life of me, but I, it sticks with me. I was freaking out. Um, but yeah, so that, the Oompa freaked me out then, and especially in that new version. Basically, what you're finding out is that I was afraid of the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but I really loved the movie. Um, side note, Gene Wilder was was very I, I i think looking back at that movie that his willy wonka was kind of demented which actually looking back in general i can say that i think willy wonka was meant to be like that you know what i'm saying he that's how his character is um that's how he's portrayed that's how i i think even looking back the book kind of portrayed him more kindly and sweet but 
even the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka was was a little off was a little off kilter. And I think looking back, actually that makes sense because I'm realizing now that the man was literally locked himself inside of a factory for what is probably decades. Um, if you're going by the Grandpa Joe using you having worked there story, if he's been locked inside a factory with a bunch of little men for decades, with nothing but making candy, all of a sudden, the idea that Willy Wonka is crazy is not that crazy to me anymore, you know? I tried to, um, I used to want to play Willy Wonka, and I always imagined him as this nice guy. I didn't see him as crazy, I didn't see him as mean, but now that I'm thinking about it, the man literally was stuck inside with little people to talk to who had their own little language and sang songs and, and he would just make candy. I would be surprised if he wasn't crazy, you know? I, and now, I, I don't know, this is kind of just jumping all over the place. And you're probably, but, but you know what? The last, the last episode I literally talked for like an hour and, a, and like 11 minutes about a, a Disney Channel movie. So you know what? This is probably nothing. Um, you all know how I am here. I'm, I'm passionate about all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, moving on, of course, um, I then rewatched the Johnny Depp one a few years later, um, was less freaked out by the Oompa Loompas, and at that point, I finally made the choice that, you know what, the, um, I think the Gene Water one is better in terms of quality compared to the, uh, Johnny Depp one, the Tim Burton one. Uh, let me know, um, people, do you, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, by Tim Burton? Or do you prefer Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka? Please let me know. Um, I don't think you can let me know, but you know we'll, we'll find a way to get that question answered. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll the next episode I'll, I'll, I'll run a poll and we'll see what the answer was. You know what? I'm gonna do that because because why wouldn't I do that? Um, but yeah. So moving along, of course, we have uh, again. So a few years passed. I hadn't. I was kind of you know moving up in the education world, homework became less of like a chore and more like a necessity. Um, homework, uh, you know, uh, friends, I had to send to watch movies. Uh, I was growing my interest into different things. I think around, I, Hamilton was coming into my life. So again, a lot of things were happening. Um, and then I kind of dove, dove back into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when I figured out that there was a musical adaptation. So I thought, okay, naturally this is the next step of my obsession with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? That, that, that this is obvious. I think I was in eighth grade when I discovered it. I, I think so. I could be wrong. Um, so I was looking at it. I was like, okay, this was years ago. I probably, there's probably not a show around it, and there wasn't. And then... There came out a version in the Broadway version happened with um, the, I, which was my discovery of the iconic Christian Borle. Before I go into that, um, I actually should say, um, but a few years back, somewhere in the nebulous of between middle, middle and high school, I went with my brother and my mom to go see a play of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And if memory serves, I didn't even know anyone there. I just went to go see it because seeing like it's, it's live theater and it was about a book that I enjoyed and I had seen the movie at that point. So, you know, why wouldn't I go see it? <laughs> um, although, although what I will say is I, this time has shown me that I'm going to be seeing more live theater, even if it's just community theater, a lot more once this is all over. Um, but yeah, 
uh, again, actually, that that's just something I wanted to get off. I didn't want to get too off tangent, but that that's just something I remember doing, and I didn't want to leave it out of the story. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I discovered the Broadway at cast. I think somewhere between eighth and ninth grade, and it quickly became um, one of my favorite musicals of the year. Um, in that it was my partially my discovery of Christian Borle, who is a fantastic singer and a fantastic actor, character actor. Um, and I just, if you don't know what he's been in, my goodness, falsettos. Um, he was in Little Shop of Horrors recently. He was in this. Uh, my goodness. I think he's in um, Something Rotten. I think he portrays Shakespeare in that. Um, but yeah, no, he's just very, very fantastic actor. And I kind of, that was my introduction to him as a person. Uh, as a, no, as an actor, I'm sorry. Um, but he's just, he has a fantastic voice too. As, and as He plays Willy Wonka as this demented Bugs Bunny type of character, which is very appropriate. Um, but ultimately, the songs just reminded me of why I love the story in the way I do. I believe that I think this version is perhaps my second favorite at is probably my favorite adaptation of the story to a from the book in that it very much the songs encapsulated the characters well it you know it like Willy Wonka was on point as what like I immediately fell in love with the kid voicing like like singing as Charlie on the soundtrack but especially so it reminded me why i am literally terrified by the oompa loompas because in this version it goes darker than the book in that the kids some of the kids actually die that happens i i i kid you not in this musical adaptation these kids die um and i was surprised and then i found out oh they're being played by adults and then i thought that doesn't make it any better they're portraying children dying so which actually, you know, now that I think about it, lame is, yeah, you know, a lot of kids die in theater, and that that that's, you know, let's 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 move on before we go into a dark, darker place than we already are. Um, <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, I love the soundtrack. Um, in fact, several of the songs are on my Halloween playlist on my Spotify account, so that tells you the majority of them are the Oompa Loompa songs. So, you know, it it just reminds me that. Um, I was right to be afraid of them. <laughs> um, you know, I also might ask this question on in a poll later. Were you, did you find the Oompa Loompa scary when you were younger? I might ask that because I don't want to... Uh, the more I talk about how I'm afraid of the Oompa Loompas, the more I am probably sounding ridiculous. And I want to make sure I'm not the only one who's afraid of these things. And I wasn't just um, the outlier here. Um... But yeah, that's kind of my story with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as it stands um, across all boards. Um, I haven't really reread it recently. I, I feel like if I did, I would be pleasantly surprised. Unfortunately, this year's already busy as it is. So <laughs> there's a good chance I will not be getting back to the book soon. But anytime I listen to this soundtrack, it's always a pleasant reminder of the story that I love so much. So... I'm about to give, uh, that kind of gives us the good segue into the review of it and how I would recommend it. So, it's a very, very, very Broadway show in that the numbers are very hammy and very cheesy. There are some nice, sweet ballads, very character-driven songs. <coughs> Excuse me. Very character-driven songs. And, you know, 
It's got all that good stuff in there. So if you really love a traditional, cheesy, funny, yet heartwarming show, this is definitely the show for you. Um, I personally like, I, I don't think there's a really a bad song on here. Uh, as I'm thinking about it, I think all the songs are pretty catchy. Like, you know, if you were doing the dishes, if you were eating, if you were on a road trip, if you were, even if you're not, actually, no, not a road, actually, no, a road trip. If you were going on a road trip, if you were going, like, out on an errand, or say, you know, oh, you're driving to go somewhere, um, like a, like a little, like, fun thing of the day, or, heck, even if you're doing your homework, this is a good soundtrack to listen to. I think you'll have a good time just bouncing around and enjoying it, um, and I think there are plenty of really good songs on there that you can enjoy. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I think it's really good. That's my review of it. It's not, it's a very fun loving musical. It is not a, like, oh, that's really deep. It's kind of like a, oh, that was fun and sweet musical with some caveat, very creepy Oompa Loompa songs in there, because like I've said before, and I'll say it again, the Oompa Loompas terrify me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my review of it. So if you really want something quirky, funny, and sweet, sweet like candy, <laughs> then I think that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the musical, would be the best, would be definitely something that's right up your alley. Um, I think, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say what I took away, not to say that I didn't take anything away from it, I definitely took away a good time, but I wouldn't say that there is anything particularly, um, anything particularly that was, you know, I'm trying to find the right way to phrase this, that nothing deep that I took away. But that sounds bad, you know? Like, I I did, you know... It was, I didn't take away any life lessons, you know? Nothing like, nothing like life lesson worthy, but rather just like a nice sweet reminder of why I love a show like that I love, you know? That's kind of how I would phrase it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it there. Um, and now we're going to enter what is the favorite section of this podcast you all know of course, is none other than the Dreamcast. And it feels so good to be back doing the Dreamcast. You don't know. It feels like a long time for me. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, we are back. And if you're new and it's your first time, let me uh, enlighten you. For the Dreamcast, I basically go through the main cast of characters. Um, and I basically say, if I could... If I had enough money and I could go see a show, sometimes we'll double cast, I will say, or see two shows, I will say, who would I want to see portraying what roles? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel on the matter. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I'm For this instance, I'll be giving a shout out to the original Broadway cast of 2017 because I... Um, because that's the cast that I listen to the most on my soundtrack. The actually the only cast, um, but yeah, that'll be kind of um, my my way of casting today. So give the Broadway cast some love if you are interested. Because it did start in the West End. Check them out. There, I'm sure their soundtrack is good. I personally prefer the Broadway cast soundtrack. Um, but yeah, for sure, check it out. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let us begin. So. Of course, the iconic role of Willy Wonka, the man who owns the factory, is originally played on Broadway by Christian Borle. Um, like I said before, um, Christian Borle is an iconic actor, singer, and um, just a great character actor. Check him out in Something Rotten, Little Shop of Horrors, um, 
the 2019 soundtrack. Check out something. Did I say something wrong? I probably did. Check out Falsettos. I believe it was also in Legally Blonde, the musical. I have not listened to it yet. Plan on listening to it at some point, although I have not seen the movie and now I'm going to be open to a full floodgate of other of a, of a fan of a fandom that I don't want to get involved with right now. Um, but yeah, so who, if I'm going to pick someone to play Willy Wonka, you know, and I don't know if he can... No, he can't sing. You know what? He can't sing. So I'm going to pick, you know who, Jeff Goldblum. Now you probably... If you don't know who Jeff Goldblum is, what are y'all doing? Come on. He's been in all sorts of things. He's been in Jurassic Park... He's been in all the Jurassic stuff, I'm pretty sure. Um, um, he has been. In, he was in a special episode of Glee as one of Re- Rachel's dads, um, if I'm not mistaken. He so he, and he is. He does have a good voice. Um, he was in, uh, of course, Thor Ragnarok. Um, but yeah, if people, I don't know if people know, but he can sing. Um, and I, he he did sing in Glee in, in an episode, and I just think he he his form of comedy would suit Willy Wonka very, very well. And as a matter of fact, I think that if they did a live action, new, a new, another iteration of Charlie and Chocolate Factory in a live action, I think Jeff Goldblum would be the perfect choice as Willy Wonka. You know what? That I just think that would be perfect. So let's put in Willy Wonka, uh, Jeff Goldblum as Willy Wonka. Um, yes, is it star casting? Yes, but at the same time, it's Jeff Goldblum. And in this house, Jeff Goldblum, we make all exceptions for in the world. So, let's move on. Of course, we have three gentlemen, young men, who play um, Charlie Bucket. And these people were, of course, Jake Ryan Flynn. I'm saying, of course, but um, Ryan Faust and Ryan Sell. To my understanding, Jake Ryan Flynn and Ryan Sell are on the soundtrack. Um... But as I understand, I think Ryan Fouse could be on there too. But the, all of them do a fantastic job. The ones on the soundtrack definitely do steal my heart. I think actually two Charlies were on the soundtrack, I, I believe. So, yeah. But like I say, um, if I could pick anyone to play Charlie, I have his name in my head somewhere. I think, like, the second I look him up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to find it out. Um, it's something... I can't... His name is eluding me right now. Um, but I think if I had to pick anyone, mm, this is so tough to me because I know his name. I know who I'm referring to, but I can't for the life of me figure it out. You know, if I, I'm going to do a quick little search and figure out who I'm talking about because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't, you know, if I don't see what I'm, who I'm referring to, you know, um, Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's taking me a lot, a lot longer. Yes, Luca Padovan. Now, Luca Padovan was in, I believe, Newsies. We're going to look at his up career right quick. But I've heard him sing. I think the first time I saw him was on Miscast Theater, Musical Theater. It's one of the, like, Miscast Skylar Sisters. Um, but he's, oh, of course, that's why I know him from School of Rock as Billy, if I'm not mistaken. He was also in Newsies, so I was right about that. Um, and I also have seen him sing Good Kid at a, at a, like a live little concert singing Percy Jackson the musical. Um, he's just got that really nice, young, pure sound that would be great for Charlie, so I think Luca Bedovin would be great. Um, and I'm gonna keep that name in my mind because I feel like he would be a great JoJo from Susicle. Um, um, but yeah, that is definitely one, that's definitely someone who I think could play Charlie really well. 
<clears throat> mm. Moving right along to Grandpa Joe, just played by John Rubenstein, who does a fantastic job in the soundtrack. So, I can't... You know who I think would be a good Grandpa Joe? And this is just me thinking off the top of my head. Um, would be Kevin Chamberlain. Because he's often playing these grandpa-like, mean old, old, grumpy, grumpy, grump characters. But to see him play such a, a heartwarming, like, sweet old old man, even though he's, like, forever young, would be so amazing to see. Also, side note, he's going to be um, Sheldon, like, the agent um, in the prom, on the prom movie done by Ryan Murphy. So excited for that. We'll be giving him a shout-out at some point and uh, on a Friday of some sort. Um, but, yeah... Um, again, I think he would be a great Grandpa Joe. Kevin Chamberlain has been in so many things. Guys and Dolls, Susicle, Jesse, um, Teen Beach Movie, not singing though for some odd reason. Adam's Family, um, oh my gosh. Little Shop, he was in Little Shop of Horrors at the Pasadena Playhouse. He has just been in, his resume is fantastic. And I think he would kill it. So, we're gonna give him Grandpa Joe. And, yeah, for sure. Of course, moving on to Mr. Beauregard or Violet Beauregard's dad, played by the fantastic Alan Green, who really sticks out on this soundtrack. Um, also, I love that they made Violet Black in this one because they have a song called The Queen of Pop, which is probably one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. Um, so I will say for this one, again, this is probably my bias sticking out like a sore thumb. And you know what? I'm not even ashamed. I want to have Brandon... Victor Dixon play Mr. Beauregard because his voice would really serve that well. He has that R&B background with, of course, um, Motown the Musical. He's also been in Rent Live. And, um, oh my goodness, I think he was in, um, I cannot think of what he was, I think he was in The Color Purple at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, he would do a great job as Mr. Beauregard. Um, then, of course, moving on to Mrs. Gloop, who in the original Broadway cast soundtrack was Kathy Fitzgerald, does a great job, is only there, um, especially considering that she's one of the first, she's the parent of the first kid to, to disappear, air quotes, so she does a great job with the stuff she's given, um, I think since she was in both the U.S. National Tour and Broadway, um, you know what, I said I wasn't gonna do it again, and... I'm I'm doing it again. I want to see Meryl Streep as Mrs. Gloop's mom, as Mrs. Gloop Augustus's mom. I just feel like that would be perfect. I don't know why, but as I'm saying it, and the more I'm thinking it, I just want it. Like if you if you saw her role and her song in Mary Poppins Returns, you'll know why I'm saying that. Um, I just think she would kill it. So that's my choice. It's my choice. Plus, she could definitely pull it off. She has a voice. And she's just, just in general, a fantastic and amazing woman. So, Meryl Streep as Mrs. Gloop. Another star cast, but you know what? I'm in the mood today. I'm going to go with what I'm thinking. Then, of course, Mr. Salt, played by the fantastic Ben Crawford. You know, again, I'm going with a star cast. I'm going with the incomparable Nathan Lane, best known probably from Lion King, uh, the movie, and uh, from the Adam Sandler Gomez. He's done a bunch of other stuff but that's what I know him best from I just think knowing hearing the song when Veruca says I think he could pull off that song really well I'm picking very um senior actors here but you know what I, I I'm I'm loving it I'm loving how I'm picking it so you know what Nathan Lane would be a great Mr. Salt he could really pull that off really well 
um, Ruben Long. I think I have another great choice in having Kristen Chenoweth, the incomparable Kristen Chenoweth, play Mrs. TV um, because she can sell Connie really well. Don't believe me? Check out Wicked. Um, she plays Glinda in that, or Galinda. She also had, was is. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was in Hairspray Live as Miss Velma Von Tussle, um, as well as just uh, literally a, a, a myriad of other performances that to try and name all in this podcast episode alone would be a disservice. Um, but yeah, she would be a great Mrs. TV knowing the song What Could Possibly Go Wrong. She would kill it with that, her amazing voice. So that's my choice. I think with that, we have cast all of the parents if I'm not mistaken, yes, we have, um, except for Mrs. Bucket, who I'll go ahead and cast right now as Carrie Butler, because it, it, name one another person who could play a really warm-hearted, amazing, motherly character, uh, I'll wait, yeah, still waiting, so no, we're going with Carrie Butler there, um, and then for the grand, other grandparents, um, I would, I'm going to keep the, the grandparents from the soundtrack because they were all great, who I believe were Madeline Doherty, Paul Slade Smith, and Ryan Breslin, who I also believe played, um, Oompa Loompas later on, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you know, if you, you're able to do that. <clears throat> and now I'm going to go ahead and jump over to the other four bratty, bratty children because they're terrible. And I want to find amazing actors and actresses who could play their, their terrible, terrible selves. Um, not the, the actors are not going to be terrible, but you, you, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. Um, so for this first one, we have Augustus Gloop. Now, I think I know who I want. No, no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be judicious about this and say who do I want to play the Ghostbusters loop? It has to be, you know. I said I wasn't gonna go with some adult castings, but as I'm thinking on who I would want to see play Augustus Gloop, I am leaning toward a certain person. And I'm going to not restrict myself on ages here on who can play the ages. Charlie had to be a kid, but you know what? These people, these other kids can be ranging ages because I want Jeremy Jordan to play Augustus Gloop. And you're probably like, Lincoln, now you've lost your mind. But hear me out. His bright chipper sound from the last five years, Newsies, and of course, um, Bonnie and Clyde, which is an underrated gem I think he would be able to sell Augustus really well. There's a song called More of Him to Love. I think he would kill it in that song. So I'm going to go ahead and say I want Jeremy Jordan as Augustus Gloop. Um, yeah, that's that's my choice. And I'm going to defend it because you know what? If I think it's going to work, I want it to work. It's working. Um, this next choice is primarily because another adult and mainly because I want her to get an EGOT at some point, I would want Zendaya to play Violet Beauregard. I think she has a, for people who don't know of her history, I mean, how could you not? She's, <coughs> excuse me, multiple movies and TV shows, um, namely the Emmy Award winning for the best actress, I believe, in for Euphoria, but got her start on Disney Channel with Zapped, um, with Shake It Up. I, I think she's best known for that. Um, but yeah, she's on Casey Undercover, um, but just, just so many other shows like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she also can dance, sing as well as dance. She's also been in the Spider-Man movies for the MCU, but my point is she has a fantastic, fantastic voice from what I've heard her sing. I think she could sing 
for Queen of Pop really well, so I'm going to go ahead and say I would see Zendaya as Violet Beauregard um, in a Broadway production uh, in the showing of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And then, of course, moving right along to Veruca Salt, I believe the best casting for this character, and I'm curious to see... You know, I, I already know who. I was going to try and find someone else, but I'm not going to because I know who I want to play this. I would like to see Josie Tota, the ama an amazing actress. Amazing. Um, oh my gosh. Check her out from Jessie, her early days in Jessie, all the way to now Saved by the Bell. The Saved by the Bell reboot uh, It's going to be on Peacock. She's just a fantastic actress and... Um, She's just so good and so talented and, like, so iconic that... And just her acting style would serve so well in this role. So, I have to say Veruca Salt off the bat for her. Josie Tota. If you don't know who Josie Tota is, again, really check her out. I'm overhyping her because I think she's amazing and, and I, I'm going to keep saying that she's amazing. Um, but, yeah, now moving on. Lastly, to Mike TV, played by the amazing Michael Wartella in the soundtrack. He is very good in um, uh, What Could Possibly Go Wrong. And I just think for him, I'm going to say Chris McCarroll, who plays Percy Jackson in the Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief musical. I think his voice quality would really serve well. Plus, he was able to really convincingly voice and portray a 12-year-old um, as in that soundtrack, which I, I'm better than I thought he, that I would, it would be, so I think he could play Mike TV very well, um, and yeah, I think that kind of rounds out our cast here, um, you know what, I, I know I started out saying I didn't want to really star-studded cast, but that's kind of what ended up happening with, like, the likes of Jeff Goldblum, Nathan Lane, Kristen Chenoweth, and, and Meryl Streep, but, you know, um, it, it, it is what it is, you know, that if it happens, it happens. And you know what? Um, that's kind of what I was honestly my cast as for this, uh, for a show of Charlie and Chocolate Factory. You know, if we had a live action, I would, I would see it too, but probably just a, a show more, more realistically for the cast that I picked. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I think where we're gonna, you know, wrap it up. I think we, this was pretty cut and dry in terms of who I wanted to play who. Um, it was actually good. It feels like we've had, this will be the second, um, successful Dreamcasting that we've had in quite a while since the podcast started. Um, actually, no, that's not true, but we've had some very successful ones. Um, but yeah, that's going to kind of bring us to a close on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the musical. Um, I really hope you all enjoyed talking about that. But before we go, I want to give um, a few updates. Number one, of course, being that um, I will be, as we move forward in the coming months, debuting more special episodes. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that saying that I will be bringing out episodes like... Um, you know, about certain songs that I like, why I want to play certain roles, my favorite characters, some of my, maybe some shows that I don't like, shows that weren't successful. Like I told, uh, I got pointed out by the Aiden Chactel, I gotta give him a shout out again, that I will be um, considering that in my near future. Because um, I think I already have like an idea of what I could talk about for that. Um, actually, there are several shows I could talk about that, but um, we'll be going into that, of course, at, at, a, at a certain point. But um, yeah, that'll be more integrated into the podcast as the months progress. Um, 
Again, thank you for those who have been tuning in as regularly as you are. I, I do notice and I hope, and you know, I don't say this, but um, if you are enjoying the content you're getting, and again, like I said, we're going to be diversifying and expanding that in the coming months. Go ahead and spread it to a friend. Tell a friend, yo, check out Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Tell your musical theater nerdy friend if they like geeking out about musicals. Hey, tell them about my podcast. Maybe make their day. I don't know if it would make their day because I am, uh, you know, I, these are kind of long. But you know what? Hey, um, <clears throat> if you enjoy it, why not share it with a friend who also help them enjoy it too, you know? Um, I, again, again, that's kind of a shameless plug. I'm already feeling shameful about it. But you know what? I'm giving myself a shout out. Doing a promo, as it were. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be it. Before we go, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out again to the original cast. The Broadway cast on the soundtrack are fantastic. They have fantastic voices. They're iconic. Give my dream casting cast members a shout out. They are also very fantastic and very successful and very amazing. Some who you may know, some who you may not. Um, again, check them out. Just see what they're doing. You will not regret it. These are all fantastically talented people who I want to see do some who have done musical theater and some who I just wish would do more musical theater. Um, but yeah, um, just a, a little update. For the next episode, we will be talking about, ooh, a very special one, Hairspray. This will be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. And you know, um, I'm not going to give it away, but we might have a special guest on the next episode. I'm really hoping we will. I'm pretty sure she'll be willing to. I, I may have just given away who it might be by saying she, I, okay, no, I didn't. But you know what? It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I can't, so I, so definitely be ready to tune in when we talk about Hairspray because it's going to get really hype up in here very quickly. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think that's going to be kind of where we wrap up. Thank you so much for, um, for joining us. For on this episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. It was not as long as the last one. Um, but again, if you love nerding out and talking about musicals, I am your guy. And I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.